Do you love role-playing games? Well, you're not alone. At Dogmite Games, you can feel the Dogmite difference, and they offer years of powerful experience creating woodworking items that will enhance your home games. High-quality custom tabletop gaming hardware, from fully sculpted GM screens to dice towers and everything in between, they customize everything, the sculpture, the engravings, the finishes, they do it all. And they back it all up with an outstanding customer service, a lifetime guarantee on all of their creations, and real-time tracking of custom orders through their website. That is the Dogmite difference. Dogmite Games is the best gaming company that you've never heard of. You could change that today by heading over to dogmite.com and see how you can upgrade your gaming experience today. Brought to you by the power of the internet and fueled by imagination, this is Game Night Heroes. Toss dice and tell stories. The deeds of heroes await, and legends dare to be heard. This is Game Night Heroes. Hello, one and all, and welcome back once again to the Game Night Heroes. I'm Kevin, your host and Game Master, and this is part six, the finale of our initial playthrough of La Not Eterna a game that just ended on Kickstarter that was funded at well over its intended goal and unlocked multiple stretch goals. There's still time to back with the late pledge manager and you can be sure to join the Eternal Knight along with us. This is the conclusion of our six-part series, so if you have not listened to the previous five episodes, you may want to do that, unless you are intrepid as our adventurers and wish to dive straight in. I am joined once again by my fantastic players, who you've known and loved this entire time, and we will continue our tale as it concludes tonight. In the North American debut of La Notiterna. Uh, well, first things first, Ruta has the scroll of milk toast on her, right? <laughs> as we've established. You're not sure if she does or not. Oh, boy. You know, that's what she is after, is the Scroll of Malco, which, as I said, is a scroll that can be used for whatever nefarious purposes she right. You're not sure if she's gotten it or not yet. Mm. And so she either has that, or she has the key that she stole to get in here, right? The object that she used to get in here. Uh, uh, no, you guys found that uh, attached okay, we already, to the we door found that. that yes, yes, yes. the one that sucked some of your soul out. Okay. Did I see anything of note on her, like a, a weapon or anything like that that might be... Because I'm, I'm trying to think if I can use locate object to find her here. Oh, I see. Interesting. Um, I suppose I could also... Because I don't have locate creature, but I could use locate object. Yeah, you notice that she is uh, she's changed her clothes since you guys saw her last, whereas before she had kind of just commoner type clothes on. Now she's wearing dark uh, baggy type clothing that's 
uh, tightly wrapped around her forearms and her shins. Uh, you know, she's got a, a sash on, uh, a little bit more of a martial type of look. Uh, you didn't notice anything out of the ordinary except for, uh, well, let's do this. Make a, um, make, an, make a wisdom check for me, please. Sure. See if you remember something you might have noticed from before. Uh, 19 plus 3, 22. 22? Did you have something, Beth? Uh, yeah. Um, Miko very kindly reminded me that I have a very special skill called Blessed Strikes, where um, I get to add oh, yeah. a d8. Yes, so um, I rolled a d8, and I got an 8. Okay, that was to wow. the side that you... Yeah. Cool. My guy. All right. <laughs> and that's radiant damage, too. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Very good. Suck on Frickin that. Zambos. Perfect. So that is added in as well. Um, uh, you said it was 22? 22. You noticed before when you all met her, she was wearing a ring that she had told you belonged to when uh, the order that she's part of that studies with Minghill. Yes, yes. Uh, I will cast Locate Object looking for that ring. Okay. Uh, and that is within a thousand feet of me. It will tell me where she is. Okay, um, perfect. So I'm going to burn my one of my spell scrolls here or locate object. Uh, what do I get from that? So you cast off of a scroll? Is that what yes, casting off yeah. of a scroll. Yeah, you pull out the scroll off of a small uh, scroll case that you have hanging on your side, and as you cast it, you feel the magic go through it, arcane power that burns away the words on the scroll, and as they burn away, they pull up off of the page, they move and twirl through the air, and then they shoot forward, and they start to go in the direction that you saw her disappear before they stop about two feet in front of you, and she emerges out of shadow as she is illuminated by the spell and attacks you. Uh, um, oh, jeez. Really? Okay. So her first attack is going to come in with a 21 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Unarmed damage is going to be 9 plus 5. You take 14 points of damage from her first attack. Ow. She's going to because she is full attacking. She has two attacks per round, being the level monk she is. Her second attack is also going to be a 21. They're both 14 plus 7. And the damage is going to be uh, four points of bludgeoning damage and three points of necrotic damage. And then she is going to spend a key point to do a flurry of blows and attack you two more times. Wow, she really? Yeah. Cool. What if she didn't do that? <laughs> oh my gosh, another 21. 14 three times. Uh, 21 and a 24 to hit. Okay. Yeah, those will, those will both hit. So the 21 is going to be minimum damage of 3 plus minimum damage of 1. So that's going to be 4. And then the other one is going to be uh, 6 plus 6 is 12 plus her 2 from dex. Um, uh, what did I just say? Uh, 14. 14. Cool. Yeah, so she emerges out of the shadow. She spins and does a sideways somersault through the air. She spirals and whop, pop, pop. She hits you with her feet. And as she lands, she puts her hands out and chops out at your knee. There's something that pops as your knee bends the wrong way for a moment. And she slowly slides up and stands in front of you. 
Oh, no smart words. Uh, I whistle and the uh, uh, air elemental is going to come in and attack her. Hell yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Hell so I use my action to cast a spell and okay. bonus action. I don't think I can do much. So, uh, I will. So I guess what I'll do is I will whistle and wink oh. and then bonus action hide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And step back into the shadow and again effectively go invisible and then this massive air elemental will come out of fucking nowhere. I love that. It has okay. 90 feet of flying speed, so I don't think it even breaks a sweat getting over. Uh and it will uh use its uh slam. It'll make two slam attacks. On her. Where, where did this? this uh, where did the chick appear? She's right here. I was just moving her. Didn't she just attack uh, Sarah? Sarah? So I'm actually here. I think she's the wrong person. Here. I'm sorry. Yep. That's the wrong person. Yeah. Yep, she's over there. Thank you. Um, gotcha. So then, air elemental. Make my map bigger so I can actually see what I'm doing. Yeah, she's not attacking a zombie. That'd be weird. It'd be kind of hilarious for her to do that though. Uh, first hit is a 19. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the second hit is a 21. Yep. Cool. All right. So she is going to take. Uh, 28 damage. Um, and that is that. It uh, just starts pummeling. Okay. Yeah, it flies up behind and starts just buffeting into her back, just slamming over and over and over. Um, so that was your turn. She kind of pseudo I did that a little bit out of order, but she's kind of pseudo-interrupted an attack, so it kind of happened at the same time. Nakanair, you are still in combat with the Soul Hunter. I am indeed um get him the healing spirit happens at the end of my turn as long as i don't move right that's right no whenever you start your turn okay. in it so, so how, can, much, how much do i heal you get seven hit points nice i will take it uh yeah so we'll continue attacking uh recklessly of course mm -hmm. First attack is a 21 to hit. Yes. Uh, that is 14 points of slashing damage, and I remembered to add my rage bonus this time. Nice. Uh, and then uh, six points of cold damage. Okay. And I'm going to, once again, because uh, I can do it every turn. Uh, actually, you know, it doesn't matter because he goes right after me. And I have mm -hmm. advantage to attack him anyway because of reckless, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the avalanche this time. Uh, don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. So uh, my second attack then is a 22 to hit mm -hmm. for 15 points of slashing damage and another six gold. Ooh. 
Yes, and your greatsword goes snicker-snack through the creature's body, making contact as its shifting nature, half in this world, half in the other, slides and moves. You feel it connect twice. That ice is at your beck and call. But the Soul Hunter is none too pleased with you, so it is going to attack you right back, standing its ground. First, however, it's going to regenerate slightly. See some of those wounds that you just afflicted start to seal, and then it is going to go ahead and attack you with a 19. That hits. Okay, you're going to take 17 points of necrotic damage. Alrighty. As it slices into you again the way it did. Um, And please make another constitution saving throw. No As it hits you. Problem. 23. Yeah, you are fine. You are fine. Beef a boy. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so the Soul Hunter, it looks around. It just kind of shifts and moves. It rolls its shoulders a little bit like it is ready for more. And uh, let's see. There is the two zombies that are left. The one is over by Uvold. Going to try to attack. Oh, psh, nope. It's a big fat... 12 is not going to hit you. And the one that you moved past Emelyn, he is got half of his face crushed in from where you hit him with the radiant damage. He is swinging wildly. I'm going to give him disadvantage on his attack because he can't fully see me that well. So he swings and he's going to miss you just wildly swinging his arms about. The dark in the chamber flickers slightly as something over by the mausoleum shifts. You all notice. Oh. But Ubold, you are staying there with Ming Hill. Yeah, I will. Uh, bonus action activate um, the Eldritch Maul ability of my uh, claw tattoo, um, which for one minute uh, my melee attacks reach up to 15 feet away um, and add an extra d6 force damage on Ooh. it. Yeah. Um, and then I will. Um, hammer this zombie okay. to try and get rid of it. That's a 19 plus plus plus. So that will hit. Um, I will 2d6 plus an additional d6. So that will be 13, 17 points of damage. Oh yeah on this zombie. The mall comes down, much like when uh, Nakanair broke the floor earlier. You bring it up with a two-handed. You really just jump and put all your weight into it. You bring it down, and the thing's head goes down into its body and crushes down inside of it somewhere, and it crumples to the ground in front of you. A broken form. Cool. I will look at Mingil and go, please excuse me. And then I'm going to run up here. All right. Emmeline. Okay. Um, after... You guys might get through this yet. <laughs> <laughs> after that uh, zombie attempted to hit me, and I'm just sort of keeping it at bay, mm-hmm. uh, she'll reach her hand forward, and you'll see sort of this, like, you know, warm, glowing, radiant light start in her hand, and she's just going to throw a, a big guiding bolt at Runa. Yeah. Um, because 
she's feeling still a little bit upset that she was duped. Um, <laughs> so that will be whew, a 28 to hit. Oh, I think so, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and for this uh, fifth level guiding bolt, um, that will be uh, do, do 24 points of radiant damage to her. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Killer. <laughs> nice. Yes. You bring the guiding bolt in, and it seems to contrast with the darkness that is enshrouded around her. Her chosen nature doesn't protect her from it. As you slam her with it, and she is partially illuminated, and the shadowy forms around her that make her somewhat obscured in this area start to flicker and peter out as you channel the guiding bolt in around her so that she is illuminated for your companions. Ming Hilda goes, ah, wait, no, wait, please. Ah, and he's looking around just to make sure he's not sure what to do, but he doesn't move. He just kind of stands there trying to figure out what to do next. And uh, <laughs> back to the top, Sarah you see that there are that motes of uh, light that are around uh, Runa. I have a quick question. Uh, Emma, yeah. did you remember to attack with your your spiritual weapon? I did not remember that. Let's just give that a go. Yeah, what a guy. Because that's the only thing that's actually helping knocking air right now. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, you you we'll guys definitely... have just like summoned your, your spiritual things over near knocking air and it's like, ah. <laughs> Um, yes, I like how the party left you to fight the big scary uber monster by yourself. It's fine. Yeah. It's not an air. It'll be they fine. have faith in your abilities. Hey, he's the <laughs> nuclear option. He said it earlier. Like, Even if he want, dies. They just like, want to gang up on the, the evil bad chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'm that. just managing I'm just managing aggro because if I don't help Sarah, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. So you know It's true. I wow. will be I, I will talk shit if I solo Runa. <laughs> Which get an attack um, roll, Emily? That's a, a twenty-five to hit. Okay, yeah, go and roll that damage up. Uh, it's just nine points of force damage. Hey, nine sure. points is nine more. Well, I'll take that's it. True. That's right. That also, means that means his uh, regeneration is only eleven points effective next year. Woo! You go. There you go. Would you like a flaming spear? Would you like a flaming spear? We <laughs> sure, can send you a flaming spear. thing over here. Yeah, I'll send my air elemental over there. It'll there be you go. <laughs> it's knock an air in his uh, summoned summoned you don't, things. <laughs> like we're we, we're your team, but really your team is whatever we summon to <laughs> send it with there you. There you go. There you go. I was talking about getting minions earlier. That's true. true. I have tons of minions. So I can summon more minions. That you guys all think Nakanair is just a minion? Um, oh you are your own minion. We all have minions. You are your own minion. Yeah. yeah. You, you are an army unto yourself. Right, right. Or legion. Right. Well, on that note, let me take some heat off of that uh, <laughs> subtextual conversation. And uh, Sarah, what are you doing? I'm stabbing. Stabby. I step out from the shadows and... I am going to yell, who's chosen of the shadows now, or whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> and I'm coming out and I'm stabbing her yep. in the face. Because I'm pissed. Uh, 21 to hit? Yes. All right. And I have advantage on that. 
So I'm going to roll one more time just to make sure I don't crit and I don't, but that's fine. Uh, but I am going to do some sneak attack. Damage. Uh, so that is going to be nine plus five, 14 damage. And then plus my sneak attack. That is going to be another 20 damage. So uh, 14, 34 damage on that attack. Um, and then I am going to uh, I, guess, I guess you know what? I guess I am going to bonus action hide again. <laughs> okay. I but I, I think it's it's cooler than hiding. It's more like I'm vanishing. That's Ooh, it. that's Urge cooler than hiding. Right? That's right. I disappear. Yep. Uh and then uh air elemental's gonna come in and, and attack again. Okay. Uh and I think this time it's gonna use its uh Oh, can't shit it though. So it has a whirlwind ability. Ubold, how confidently do you think you can pass a DC 13 strength saving throw? <laughs> At a scale of yes to no. <laughs> I think in the moment, just do what you think Sarah would do. Yeah, okay. If if Ubold looks Ubold is strong, he'll be fine. Um uh, it's gonna use its whirlwind ability. Okay. Uh and it is going to uh pick her up and throw her down towards the ground. She needs to make a DC thirteen strength saving throw. So does Zubold because he's in the area. So does Zubold. Yeah. yeah. What? Sorry. All the times. What happened? Big, big wind. The wind uh, elemental is attacking. She uh. failed her check. However, she's going to spend a key point to re-roll it. Well, how about this? Oh, sorry. I hope she fails worse. It's two key points. Excuse me. I hope she does bad. So. Natural 20. Okay, well, that's not bad. That's not nearly as bad as I was hoping. It Does she be. take up like partial damage or anything? I think she would still take half damage uh, from that. She's not restrained. Yeah. She's not. Yeah, she would be knocked prone, but she is not knocked prone. Ubold? What was I making? She would normally take half damage because of her evasion. She'll take no damage. Well, how about this? I hate her. <laughs> What was I doing? Strength Digging save. a strength saving throw. If yeah, I hurt Ubold and 13. not... 13 is what I got. I got 13. Okay, yeah. so meets beats. So you're fine. You are going to so. take half damage. Just a little bit of damage. It's fine. <laughs> my, my hair. My hair. <laughs> um, it is going... You're going to take... Okay. Only seven damage. So, only. Only. <laughs> I just want you to know that the only damage I've taken so far has been from my own teammate. I noticed that Sarah has now attacked Ubold and Nakanair during this 
combat during, <laughs> during, this, this, during this campaign. Series, I've heard. I'm just, I'm just. I'm gonna point that out. I turned to Ming Hill. You're in. You're in, buddy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I move Ming Hill out of the way, and I make eye contact with <laughs> Emmeline. Right, so that was Sarah's turn, correct? Uh, yes, that is yep. me. I am hidden. I've done some damage, and I have tried to hurt her with a wind elemental. Cool. Runa is going to attack you, Ubold. Why me? Because you are standing right next to her. No, well, you know. I'm sure. assuming she jumps up to her feet. Oh, yeah, she does uh, kip up. She puts her feet back and she kicks back up and then she snaps her body forward and lands in a pose. She does a jump spin hook kick towards your face with a 23 to hit. Damn, she's so cool. She is unfortunately wicked cool. (laughs) So as she connects with your face, Ubold, you're going to take four points of bludgeoning damage. Four more points of necrotic damage. She's burning through her key points here, though, guys. So good to know that. Her second attack um, is going to be 21. And then her damage is going to be... Whoops, I'm dropping stuff. Uh, Six plus one, uh, seven. And she's going to... One second. Make sure I have the right number of key points here. Uh, that's, she's just made an attack on Ubold, right? Yes. Alright, uh, I have the sentinel feet, so I'm gonna use my reaction to make an attack against her. Okay, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, that's gonna be 25 to hit. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be... 7 plus 8, 15, plus 3 from... Hunter's Mark, so it's going to be 15, and then Ubold is within 5 feet, so I get Sneak Attack. Mm-hmm. 15, 10, 12, 12. Um, that is going to be another 30 damage to her. So the total is 42? No, no, 30 total with everything. Oh, 30 total, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, yeah, you slam into her with the dagger and slice in across right through the back of her uh, her leg. I'm sorry, the inside of her leg where her femoral artery is. And there's blood that starts going down her leg. You can tell she's hurt. She sways for a moment and she's going to try to continue her uh, turn. Um, so she's going to spend a key point to do a flurry of blows. And now that you are there, Sarah, she's going to split these attacks. No, I'm fine. Yeah, I'd like, rather hit me than run away. <laughs> against you, it's a 25. Against Ubold, is it a 14? No, miss. Woo-hoo. Okay, and then the last one against you is a 23. Uh, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, that hits. Okay. Thank so, you, Sarah, for taking these blows for me. Uh, well, I, I guess I owed you one. She's spending her last key points right here to do the extra damage from her special ability of the... Uh, darkness body and darkness shroud which lets her spend key points to do necrotic damage as she's attacking That's people really good that would um, yeah so she's going to uh, let's see uh, one thing at a time here so first off Sarah you're going to take from the first one that hits you it's going to be seven plus two nine points of damage two of that is necrotic 
Okay. Uh, well, she missed you, you said. And then so the second attack against you, Sarah, is going to be six plus one necrotic damage. She is out of key points. Which is pretty big for a monk, I'm not going to lie. And her movement is zero, because I hit her with an opportunity attack. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be. But there is a flash of something. That ring you notice on her finger, and she seems not to be slowed down by that. Well, I would actually like if she was slowed down. Right. Can we redo it where she is? And she says to you all, you will never get the scroll. You all will die trying. When the tyrant returns, he will bathe in the blood of your friends, your families. Why do you suck so bad? (laughs) Knock in there. You are against the soul hunter. Oh, not gonna get some healing. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take some healing. Eight points. Eight points. Yay! All right. Uh, wash, rinse, repeat. Not gonna break up the the band of you know awesomeness over here. <laughs> Great sword with advantage. That is uh, another natural twenty, sir. Oh snap! Love rolling so many rolls with advantage. Yay, barbarians! So. Uh, let's see, that is 20 before Brutal Critical, plus another 12, thanks to Brutal Critical, so that's 32, plus another 13 points of cold damage from the Blade of Ice, so what was that, 45 on the first hit? It was, yeah. Second attack. Oh, so close to another. I was like, I'm the weakest 20. one of the party. <laughs> so close to another natural twenty, but it's only a twenty-seven to hit. Okay. That's seventeen points of slashing damage, and six points of cold damage. Knocking there. As you swing through and you stab out with the, your great sword, you slice down through the soul hunter's face and you go all the way down to where its jawline is before you rip out. Its head starts to split and you do a wide arcing swing around your head and swing through and you cut through shoulder straight through its sternum and out through the other side and its wings fly off of its body as its body just flies back and it just evaporates into the nothing, the ether around you as the soul hunter is destroyed. Hell yeah. Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, everything that comes for Nakanair's soul gets the short end of that exchange. <laughs> That's it. So true. And then uh, it regenerates. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Level two begin. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, that. That was his first form. Phase two. Everyone terms. run into the boss. It's a that's Final it. Fantasy boss. That's it. <laughs> I will point out that that probably would not have happened if it was not for the spiritual weapon. So, so thank true. You. That is true. That is Classic. very true. I'm looking at the hit points. Uh, yeah. That's everybody. Weapon. Go home and thank your cleric. That's. <laughs> Cleric is it's the most useful member of the party. I always oh. main cleric when I play. I'm just saying, I don't know. Anyway. You know who's gonna thank the cleric, right? That zombie that's still alive in front that's of it. That's the one. I'm just his <laughs> turn, so let's see what well, he does. I'm not done. I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna move. Oh, you're not done. No, oh my yes. goodness. Excuse I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna go running uh, over next to uh, to Emma, oh, screaming <laughs> as I run, trying to get the, the zombies. Hell yes. Okay. So good. That zombie. 
Uh, he was going to attack Emmeline. He sees you coming, and he just doesn't really know what to do. He's going to roll. Lock. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know what? I'll split the difference here. I'll roll to see. We'll have evens be Emmeline. Odds be Nakanair. Wow. What a very Five. even system. Hey. He does it's have cool. advantage to attack Nakanair, so it makes sense. It does. No, that's true. That's true. Alrighty, so um, he is going to attack you with a 19. That hits. Cool. Uh, he's going to slam attack you. That is a nice big foul. 1d6 plus 1 damage. 4 points so, of bludgeoning damage. Cut in half, that's 2. So 2, yes. Yay, barbarian. Barbarians are so good. I miss playing a barbarian. No, yeah. Barbarians rock. Just every time he gets a look at Dio over the eye and say, actually, it's half that. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Ubold. Ubold. You can Ubold. see that Runa is barely standing. You can see that she looks a little desperate and she looks like maybe this is her last stand. What do you want to do? I'm going to use my bonus action to bring my little buddy up here. Yes, the healing spirit warthog. Clops along, it comes up behind knocking there. I love and, that. It's a you know, um, I will grab a lab my mace, my hammer. Um, I will uh, pop her one with it, and I will, in fact, um, use one of my charges. All right, so. That will be, what's that, plus eight, so 21 to hit. Mm-hmm. And that hits, so uh, that will be, um, so for the mace, there'll be, so 2d6, so 10 plus 4, 14, plus another d6 for the tattoo, so 19 damage. Oof. Uh, plus, um... The target becomes dusted in glimmering starlight, which lasts until the end of my next turn. While glimmering in this way, the next attack roll against the target's made with advantage, hit or miss, the starlight condenses around the target and erupts in a flare of astral energy, doing 46 radiant damage if the attack hits. So Excellent. She, she lights up, and you all know this means bring it. Bring it. The rest of the shadows around her that mark her as the Chosen of Darkness are burned away by the Radiance, and you just see Runa standing there, cut, bruised, looking very weak. She has a wild panic in her eyes. She is looking like she's on the defensive. She's in a battle stance looking around at all of you, and she locks her gaze with yours, Emmeline. She says, you will fail, knight. And she spits out the words, but it's your turn. I... Well, wasn't it? Oh, oh no, Ming Hill is very is very last, right? Completely he is last. very last. Yeah. Yes, he is. Wow, well, classic Ming Hill. I think Ming Hill should get the kill on her personally. Yeah, everybody wait. Everybody wait to <laughs> attack until it's Ming Hill. Sorry, hold your action. Um, will look at Runa like what? I didn't even. Okay, and then she's gonna take her mace and just come down on this uh, zombie. Do you need any Not healing, uh, Emmeline, since you start your round in the next to my Warthog? Oh, yeah. Um, I've taken no damage. Wow. <laughs> in this game, nice. I've just been like... In this game, no I damage. I need you all to know that I am so close to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. fine. 
I'm very much alive, so I'll I'll get you. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna smash smash. Um, sixteen to hit the zombie. Yep. Okay, great. Um, Don't forget your damage. Yeah. So it's eight bludgeoning, and four radiant damage. As you bring the mace down, it explodes in a cascade of the holy radiant light as you bring it down. The zombie is obliterated as motes of it dance across and illuminate other parts of the area as it's blown away by the power of your swing. And then, just as quickly as the light emerged, it dissipates, and all that's left is all of you and Runa looking around like she is really, really having a problem right now. You literally, you suck. But you um, suck so bad. I'm also gonna bonus action healing word, my bestie here. Wow, he's my like bestie being oobled. I can imagine now. Knockinair, knockinair. You get fifteen points for, for, for now. Yeah. Very cool. Alrighty, and you know what? Since you all requested it so much, Ming Hill looks at Runa yes. and he says, <sighs> "Yeah." Well, you're not the chosen anymore, bitch. Yeah, get oh, his He's going to cast, uh, well, it's not really cast. He's going to use the uh, vicious mockery, and oh, she's nice. going to get us. Uh, she's got to make a save, right? I think get so, her. but it's fine. Two let him, let her fail. She gets a four, so yeah. she's going to fail. And Ming Hill's words are enough to sway her. She drops dead with a grimace to the floor of the cavern, and the sands there slowly start to, as if some sort of unseen wind is blowing them across the desert, they start to cover her body and bury her in the sands beneath. And then Ming Hill looks up at all of you. Forgive my language, everyone. It's just... I just really had had enough of her. Ming Hill. It's you literally led with very that. Very impressive. It's literally the first time I've ever liked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe perhaps we should see if we could find that scroll. She yes. might have it on her. And I, I, I moved to search her before Sarah does. <laughs> hey, I, I race. I, I race to her body. <laughs> no, it's mine. Get out of here. It's my loot. You guys all race to the body. Um, I'm gonna Isn't say her body all... just like wouldn't her body limply be floating in the the air elemental right now? Oh <laughs> yeah, I love this visual. It's yeah. my air like elemental. I bring the getting scooped up into the air elemental. Yeah, the air elemental brings the body to me. It's a small dust devil that's swirling about her. She lies there, lifeless, as she comes forward. And yes, I think all of you kind of together reach around. You do find that inside of her robes, there is, in fact, a scroll. And as you remove it and you hold it up, you look upon the scroll of Malco that you have come all this way to find and perhaps safeguard from whatever it is that she wanted to do. So about that treasure in the other room. (laughs) Is this scroll potentially a threat? Should we seek to destroy it? Or what is your intent now that we have found it? Did we find it? Uh, I thought Kevin said we had it, so I'm just going off that. Well, perhaps I should take a look to be sure. Puts his hand out. 
Yeah, I'm not following this one again. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, sorry, bud. Uh, then fine, I... you look at it, Sarah. Make sure that it is the scroll that we're looking for. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I look at it and I go, the gnome. <laughs> I look at the and I go, I could read it, but I think Emmeline should read it. Emmeline? <sighs> fine. She'll open it up and hopefully not get her head blown off. <laughs> I, 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 I crouch away. Yeah. <laughs> and what you see inside the scroll is uh, it's slightly surprising, actually. Typically, when you unroll a scroll, it's a single piece of paper that will roll out and have a message, you know, uh, uh, history, uh, some sort of script upon it but as you unroll this it's actually multiple pages almost as if a book was rolled up into a scroll type shape and as you look through it you will see that it has various different languages and dialects on it uh, most of which you can't read um, well I, I shouldn't exactly say that what languages are you proficient with draconian yeah uh I, uh, I've got... No Draconic? I know Draconic, yeah. I know... Celestial. I've got Abyssal, Elvish, Undercommon. Dwarvish, Giant, and Primordial. Okay. Uh, so definitely, those of you, uh, basically, in this case, Emelyn and Ubold. Uh, Ubold, because you know Draconic, Emelyn, because you know Celestial. You get glimpses of it that you understand throughout the tome. You can see that it was written in a combination of probably a, a union of some sort between these two types of races working together to write out this scroll. It is written in some sections in almost like a poetic type of verbiage. Other times it is long prose, where it's just long paragraphs and paragraphs, almost like a story. Other sections uh, seem to be detailing conversations. And as you look through it, you can actually see that some of the events in it are events that have happened in the history of the world. Certain events, such as the destruction of the City of the Seven Runes, the creation of the Great Chasm, even there's a passage within that you notice that details that there would be one who was chosen of darkness who would fall to the light of the four. Back in my village, we had a publication that would be written and distributed every year. It was called The Farmer's Almanac. But very similar to this. Oh. Yeah, we had a thing well, where I came from was also pretty similar. It was called the um, it was called the the New York Post. Do you guys know? <laughs> do you guys know that one? The National Enquirer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard of it. <laughs> there, there was a certain. Uh, <laughs> There is a certain term that you notice is repeated several times throughout. Well, actually, two terms that are repeated several times throughout the different pages as you scroll through, one of which mentions something called the Stargazer. Um, and every sort of entry that has to do with the Stargazer is always the same type of format. It's always got a... Uh, uh, a, a drawing like a sketch um, or even like a woodblock print 
with a information. One talks about the stars, another talks about the cities, and these are all in semi-vague terms. Um, but as you're looking through, the other term that you seem to notice is something called someone called the tyrant. Um, the tyrant uh, having a hand in the destruction of the seven. The tyrant returning. The tyrant facing the light. While you're looking through, who do we think is taking the biggest investigatory look at the scrolls of Melko, do we think? Um, Since you're not letting uh, Minghil take a look at it. <laughs> well, Minghil can look. I don't care if Minghil looks at it. Yeah, Seriously. Minghil, Minghil can look at it. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Just don't hand it to him. I mean, not after the Runa incident. I'll I'm not doing it. that again. I'll hold it up for Minghil, and he can read it as well. And the damn next thing you know, he teleports out of here, and then we're we're screwed again. So no. At least. We'll but he can pleasure. look at it. He can totally look at it. Sure. Um. So which which others of you would like to uh, be the other ones, kind of investigating with him? Which one of you wants to make a check, I guess, is a better way for me. I'll make a check. Yeah? Me as well. Okay. Yeah, my, my, mine is pretty terrible. That's bad. <laughs> okay. That's pretty okay. Investigation check, please, Sarah. Um, That is going to be a 17. Okay. And as you two are looking through it, you will see that specifically a passage that he is looking for and that you both come across relatively at the same time is a has another one of these woodblock drawings on it. And what it seems to depict is a city. Um, the tell from the architecture is very strange, almost alien looking. And he says to you, that, oh, yes, this is uh, this must be once the glorious city of the seven runes the pinnacle of the glory of the Willoy race it's too bad that Runa had to be such a disgrace to her people typically they are great scholars and people who are very revered with magic and with other sorts of implementations to make them great and good just people but um, you see here and he shows and he he points to the, the drawing of the city. It's on a detailed map. It doesn't have like, here's what this building is. Here's what that building is. It's more just like a general, um, imagine just like a like a scenic view of a city. Like you're on a distant cliff looking at a cityscape, I guess you could say. He says, uh, yes, this is, uh, this looks like a map uh, before the city, uh, before an unknown terror raised it to the ground. Um, and here, and he rolls it around. He says, uh, you see, there's this really elegant writing on the back of it, a calligraphy of sorts. He says, uh, yes, here uh, it gives and he's he reads it. It's in a strange script and he starts and he's reading it while he's kind of translating it. Um, uh, yes, they will venture into the deep chasm, the dark and inhospitable crevice where traces of powerful magic pulverize the ancient metropolis and on the 21st day of Alar the year 160 and 1 of the eternal darkness an ominous meteor was fall to the earth ruin upon ruins breaking the seal of he who must never be named again well, it would seem the Doomcon has guided our steps this day this is 
a fortuitous event. I mean, this is the 161st year of the Eternal Darkness. Uh, this must be an omen. Cool. That sounds. I'm gonna. That sounds pretty bad, right? It doesn't sound pretty good. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, we've all witnessed meteors fall before. They have fallen from the sky during the time of the celestial wars it wages on above us. They fall all the time. I mean, could it be that one is coming soon? Sounds like one's coming that's going to be, like, way worse than normal. Well, and since we know, we can prepare. How does one prepare for such an occurrence? It seems a little bit outside of our league. I mean, maybe just spreading the word. Big mattress. <laughs> Minghill, you are the scholar who has studied the scroll and these writings. What do you think is the appropriate thing to do? Do we take it seriously or do we just assume they are the ravings of a madman? Well, I must tell you, friend Obold, and he puts a hand on your shoulder because you're sitting next to him. So he's you know, doing this. <laughs> I have always taken all of the learnings that I have acquired in the utmost seriousness. And the scroll of Melko has been my life's duty to find. I believe that every word, every drawing, every syllable of the scroll will be utmost important in the upcoming times. I believe we must study the scroll. We must learn to harness its power for good so that those like Runa, if there are others who are the chosen of the darkness, cannot use these powers themselves. And all four of you, I think, are going to be key to this. Fate has guided you four to me and has guided the five of us here. To you and we... Okay. So Sarah slowly puts away the lighter she was going to use to burn this scroll. <laughs> right. Wouldn't the scroll call for five? Well, Instead of four. It, it is something that could be studied, as I said. I mean, the writings are always vague and always need to be discerned further. If perhaps we get it back to my headquarters, perhaps we could study it more closely. I'm sorry, did you have a concern, child? I'm but... just wondering, like, there's five of us here? Oh, you were I counting not, Minghill? I know I'm not great at counting, but aren't there five of us here? That I mean, you're counting Minghill? Yeah, why wouldn't that, I? That's what I was just asking about. It said yet we are five and that is what Mingale was just explaining to us you should catch up so then we don't so so then okay okay thanks Mingale. um sounds like we got a quest to do see see a see around see around the slopes well, just wait, wait a minute you don't have all the information okay well I kind of I thought I kind of thought there's four of us, and we don't really need. Meals like pretty. I don't know. He's kind of like harshing my whole vibe. If I'm being honest. Why? Um, he's kind of taking the. I'm. I'm kind of freaking freaking out right now. 
about Why? that whole meteor thing, right? Because like we don't know when that's gonna happen, and that sounds mega bad. And unlocking something, and Ming Hill's like, "Oh, this is excellent. I gotta stay." I'm like low key freaking out, and I don't really want to freak out in front of him. So Ming Hill leans into you, Ubold, and he says. She does understand that I'm standing right here. I can hear her talking about me. And it's like, he's always listening to what I'm saying. And it's like, of course I'm listening. You're standing just a few feet away from me. It's like, I, I, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I can't even. Stara, don't you want people to listen to you when you speak? I mean, yeah. Isn't he doing that? I turn to being hell. <laughs> Okay, is this something we need to be scared about right now? Well, I don't know if we need to be scared. Uh, I find the prospect of a meteor coming in, and he flips through his journal he's been writing in all this time, and he goes to what basically today would be, he goes, in three days' time. Well, there you go. We don't have to worry about it right this moment, so you don't need to freak out, Sarah. I will say this Runa did channel the darkness but so did you child but you did in a way that was just and right you helped your companions here uh, I think Sarah gets a little quiet she is I don't really I don't really know how it works it's it's not always in my control but um, I try Looked like you did fine to me. Got time to figure it all out. Yeah, we've got at least three days until the world ends. I mean, that's fine. There are certain things that you can do something about, and so you should be worrying whether or not you should do something about them. But there are other things that are quite unstoppable. For example, a meteorite falling from the sky and obliterating everything. It is very logical and very useless to worry about it because there is nothing you can do about it. I, uh, that was not as reassuring as I meant it to be. Honestly, it, um, it does feel nice to know that I wasn't the only one thinking that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I know that I'm not entirely one that you are used to traveling with. You don't entirely hold me in a high sense of regard, and that is fine. You do not know me, but I know quite a great deal about the history, about what this scroll might entail, and I owe you all twice over for saving me, for bringing me here, for helping me find, he holds the scroll up, helping me find my life's work. I would pledge myself to your cause if you are willing to travel onward and try to find out what else could happen with the meteor. Worse. Come on, you, Sarah, you'll come. Um, I look over at Bing Hill. I mean, I'll go, but just know that, like, my whole thing is like I'm the sneaky one, but like, the I'm good at stabbing and I'm sneaky and I'm good at fighting and I have shadows, though. So if you try and come for that kind of sector of the group, just know that I'm gonna be real pissed. Well, has anything during our time together made you think that I'm even remotely good at any of those things? I mean, he'll, I, 
I I don't know jack about you. Okay. So just Yeah, just be but cool. Sarah, Sarah. Let's think about this for a second. Okay, fine, fine, he can come. I'm just you know You don't have any reason to feel threatened from the little man. At the very least, if he did anything threatening, I would just take my hammer back from you bolt and crush him like a little bug. At this point, I think you better just take the hammer back if you're going to be <laughs> You borrowed. want me to kill the gnome now? <laughs> well, uh, maybe we should rethink this plan. Uh, yeah, I, I, fine, you can come. I, what I'm I, saying, I would... Sarah, is you see threats where there are none. You should value yourself much higher than that. We certainly value you more than that. Thank you, Nakanair. Now, can we please leave this place? I really don't like it here. This is a bit disconcerting, yeah. I thought you liked it here. It's very cold. I honestly don't mind it. I used to spend a lot of time in graveyards as a kid. It doesn't really bother me too much. Minghill, you think there is actually something that can be done about this meteor situation? Well, at the very least, we could perhaps try to find where it would be. We can seek it out, and we can see exactly what might land. And then perhaps Nakanair can borrow the hammer that he's given me to smash it right out of the sky. I, I see your plan. It is a good one. And it is a pretty good plan, if that was your plan. It sounds like a great plan. Yes, let's... Uh, I think we're all agreed then, and he starts to... You've noticed that while you've been talking, he's just kind of eventually just ended up with the scroll. So he starts scroll grabbing <laughs> oh, oh it gosh. up and he tucks it into his belt. Let's go then. Yes, Sorry, did somebody give that to him? It's fine. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, I don't remember that, but sure. And no, Sarah, no grabbing the treasure on the way out. Are you are we sure about that? Are we sure about yeah, that? Because it could it be like really... be good. Uh, pretty certain, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I walk with my hands in my pockets. <laughs> Excellent. And you all make your way back up towards the surface. It takes a little bit of time, uh, about an hour or so, about the amount of time it took you to get all down here. You take your time getting back up to make sure there's no other surprises. You move back through that room, that vaulted room with all the treasure inside. You move back through the corridors. You jump over that little chasm that you had to deal with. You find your way back up through the hidden passageways and, in fact, make your way all the way back up to the surface where you arrive back in the city of Petralta proper. And as you all arrive back up at the surface, you see... Zatar sitting off to the side and he has taken that strange apparatus that he was smoking out of out of his uh, house his uh, shop, his bazaar and he's sitting there off to the side with it that thing is portable interesting I had to get the design from him I trust that everything went well down there, you are all healed in one piece, yes? Oh, Zatar, it went great. Super pleased. It went really well. We're doing great. Um, Except for the whole end of the world thing. Okay. Well, was... We don't know that that's necessarily the case. And, In... you know, there's still time. 
the scroll mm. said so. You know, I wasn't even going to tell him. You know, so... I, we may have found a scroll that had some semi-bad news on it about a meteor and somebody who we can't name. But it's fine. It's fine. It's sort of quirky. It's like a quirky sort of new girl take on the apocalypse. Interesting. Well, uh, I wish you all very well in your travels. I assume you are all leaving and taking my good friend with you. I see he has that glint in his eye that he has sometimes when he goes to the taverns late at night when he wishes to party. uh, Are we going to party? Daniel, you're a partier? Oh, yes. I am always a down-to-clown. Oh, till you're dead in the ground. (laughs) Indeed, yes. Say that one a lot. Um, (laughs) Wow. It's incredible. Full circle, really. See, look, Sarah, you're just getting along with him fine now. All it took was alcohol. (laughs) So true. True. I am a bard before I was an archivist, and I cannot forget my roots. You're a bard? It's true. Just like most men, I do get along with you better when there's alcohol involved. <laughs> there you go. Um, right. Well, Zatar? Well, that note. <laughs> Zatar care to join us? Would I care to join you? Oh. Yeah, come on. I have so much here that I need to keep track of. I have a business, a bit of a running operation here. I need to make sure that all is handled properly. The scroll has already dropped the ball on the number of people in this party, so one more would not be that much of a problem, I would think. Yeah, no, Zatar is not down to clown. I would have thought you were down to clown until you're dead in the ground, but that's fine. Um... We, we clown a lot. You should come with us, Satar. Oh boy. <laughs> well, if you, um... If you're interested in stopping by, I'll, um... I'll certainly buy you a drink. Um... And, uh... You know, while you're in there, there was, like, if you're... If you have some free time, there's a bunch of treasure in there, and I would love to know what any of it is. Hmm. And I did find it, so I do get at least 50% of it, so just keep that in mind. Just remember, if you want to go and collect that treasure, you have to apparently give up part of your soul. That should be fine, right? Wasn't a big deal for me. Should be fine for you. (laughs) Well, I believe that most treasures are worth giving up a bit of your soul. Isn't that what money is, after all? Uh, Unfortunately, true. Well, if Zatar is not going to join us, perhaps we should be on our way. Indeed. I think so. Yeah. There's probably a door somewhere just waiting for knocking air to bust it down. Why He's wouldn't nuts. I just open it? Knocking air's gonna bust it down? You seem to like... have some real interesting misconceptions about me, Ubold. Just because the doors can't stay on their hinges because somebody made them shoddily does not mean that I broke it down. That's not my fault. That's so true. You make a fair point. It it is quite well said. No, friends, I do. I wish you luck on your journey. I hope that you will find whatever it is that you are seeking, and I hope that you keep this little one here out of trouble. 
Sarah? I can Pride. throw him pretty far. Snowbolt? So. He's trouble. <laughs> just, just, you know, we just need to teach Emmeline to hit things. <laughs> You've been really racking on Emmeline today. I, wow. I Those things. zombies were fairly weak, and it took her a lot of time and the help of knock and error to bring I, it. Down. He was ineffectual, and I was holding him back while I was kicking ass in other areas. Right. Because I've got so, range. It's mm-hmm. a different thing. So true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Team effort. Oh, what did um, you guys do while I was over dealing with the big monster winged thing? <laughs> we had... A lot. So much. You didn't even see there was like there were like three more of those and then um a dragon briefly showed up um but that was I summoned a big smoke monster thank you we had a picnic I summoned a smoke monster enjoyed the show can we get a drink now (laughs) yeah please of course you look like you all need a bit of a rest before you travel out into the deserts once more yeah Uh, might I offer inside and Satar will motion for you all to come in. You all are able to eat, to to drink if you want to do such a thing. If you want to oh, take yeah. a, a his hookah, he will offer it. Oh, we clown, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you all rest up. You uh, get rejuvenated. You have a moment of respite after all of your ordeal. And the night passes. Well, what passes for night here in the land of eternal dark and of eternal night and eventually you all awaken when it is the moon beginning to make its crescent to the sky. You all step out and begin to make your preparations to leave. You have Ming Hill in tow. He's got some other items that he's gotten together, some other books, a backpack even, a walking stick, a small little mandolin hanging off of his side as you all get ready to leave. And as you all leave, there is a distant light, a twinkling of sorts that you notice in the sky coming from the north. A twinkle just for now. But you all take note of it. And you guess it probably would take about three days for it to turn into something else. (laughs) And as the four of you venture off once again into the eternal night, our attention as an audience... Five? Five of us five of you. What did I say? Four? Get out of Well, Mingo's looking in a different direction. That's it. As the five of you head off into the eternal night, we as an audience, our attention is drawn away from these five, away from Petralta, and into the distant sky, where we see this light, and a closer view is, in fact, a meteor that burns through the night sky, making its way slowly and surely down towards the surface of Mir, and carrying with it a presence that will forever change its destiny. And that is where we will conclude our journey tonight. Oh, boy. Thank you all so very much for playing. What a joy this was to do this. I uh, had such a blast. You guys are all awesome. And this was so great to have you all bring these characters to life. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for running this game. Thank you. Indeed. So before, Fantastic. Indeed. Yes, I love it. <laughs> indeed. 
So before we say goodbye proper, I want to say real quick a couple of shout outs as we do. First off, I want to say thank you so very much to Jason Forbes and Ali Rebelli for letting us run the game. Jason and his brother Stephen have put the game together over 20 years. It's been a labor of love for them, and now it's on Kickstarter, as I mentioned before. You can find it. You can back it. You can become part of the Eternal Night. You can actually pick up the Kickstarter right now, and you can play an adventure which actually immediately follows the adventure that we just played, where you and your adventuring party can find out exactly what that meteor is carrying and how it will change near and uh, see some of the uh, rules that we use. You can see all about the Chosen of Darkness. You can see every one of the characters, their back, their um, subclasses and stuff that they use. All of it's in there. So uh, you can play along. But this was awesome. I also want to thank the RPG Academy for hosting us. This was really cool of Michael Ross to help us out and do this. RPG Academy is awesome. As they say, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. And this was fun. So uh, I want to say thank you to them. I also want to say thank you to all the players, all of you at home, of course, because uh, we wouldn't be doing this without all of you here. And of course, I want to say thanks to Neutral Party, to Tabletop Audio, to uh, Owlbear Rodeo that we had some maps and stuff done with. I want to say thank you to Miko for putting this all together with the visuals. And again, thank you, Bleak Season, for being amazing. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Gainer. You guys are all awesome. Uh, I couldn't have asked for better people to do this with. So let's go around let's say who we all are let's uh, talk about what other cool things we're up to now that this journey is coming to an end hopefully you'll come follow us on our other journeys so bleak season where are you at what are you up to i know you do a lot so feel free to pitch it all my friend i'm here there and everywhere i don't have too too much going on but i do have the regular tuesday night uh gray game that uh, dm dave is running over at uh, guild superior and starting next thursday which is the third i want to say or the second I don't know anymore. What day are we? Uh, starting next Thursday, which is the th- the second, third, the second, <laughs> the second on Guild Superior. So that's twitch.tv forward slash Guild Superior. Uh, we are starting a new five part uh, Shade Song uh, story arc called The Wreckage of Stars uh, with a bunch of great players, including uh, Miko here. Uh, and uh, it should be fun. So that's that's what's going on come out check it out we're using the dragon bane system by free league because we love the free league and the dragon bane system has been a lot of fun so uh thank you so much for having me this was a great fun and i loved playing with all of you uh super appreciate you all and i hope to get to do it again sometime well thank you so very much for being here i appreciate you beth thank you so much for being here tell us uh what are you all up to because you also do a lot i definitely do a lot um (laughs) Uh, I can be found lots of places, um, but on the interwebs, I can be found at Beth Masco for both Twitter and Instagram. Um, this upcoming Monday, uh, I'll be playing in Miko's super awesome fun game that he'll tell you about, um, which you should check out because it's super, super cool. Um, but yeah, this was really fun. Uh, it was cool to explore a new system and, um, you know, see how all, it all comes together. And I don't know, it was just, it was really good. Uh, thanks, Kev, for, you know, <laughs> putting together a wild ride for us. Thank wild. you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Beth, you're always one of my favorite people to sit around a table with, so this was no exception. So thanks. Mm. Gainer, this was our first time doing something. And man, what a way to come in. This was like amazing. You are awesome, and I just know I'm going to do more with you. But speaking of more, 
you do a ton too. Where are you at? What are you up to out there? Yeah, I'm all over the place. I, I do a couple of things right now. It's a pretty low point for streaming right now. Right now, the primary place to find me is uh, social media on Twitter at Gaynorcott, G-A-Y-N-O-R-C-O-T-T on Twitter, but pretty much everywhere under that same name. Uh, I right now am streaming monthly. Uh, our next session is actually on the 5th, so coming up soon here. Uh, over on twitch.tv slash thorny dryad running a game of masks rpg called U force inheritance um fantastic cast over there um game of teenage superheroes who have made some serious choices and we are getting into some multiverse clashing over there so it's becoming very cool um and uh you can also if you are at all interested in the YA series Warriors about feral cats in the woods. You can come and listen to my podcast, Two Leg Talks, uh, anywhere you find podcasts, which is about me and a friend from college re-listening to a pivotal series from our childhood. Um, it is a good time. Um, and you can also, I am a professional GM. Uh, I run games through Start Playing. Um, so if you go to start playing slash GM, start playing dot game slash GM slash gain or cut, it's again, G-A-Y-N-O-R-C-O-T-T. Uh, I have games that go up and down depending on how they fill. So keep an eye out there. Um, yeah, that's all I got for now. Thank you, Kev. Thank you all of you for letting me sit at your table. I super appreciate it. I had a fantastic time and, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to work with all you guys again in the future absolutely and we will make that happen yeah this was great thank you so very much finally miko bringing it all together you have been a rock you've been supporting everybody and making this thing happen so what are you doing when you're not here being awesome uh i do a few things uh, in a few places uh you can uh hit me up on my socials and uh check things out there for the that's the best way to figure out everything that i'm doing uh that is the underscore ks underscore gm in uh the twitter spaces and other spaces as well um like beth said uh on this coming Monday is actually going to be uh, the finale of my four-part uh, homebrew adventure over at uh, uh, Guild Superior. Uh, definitely stay tuned to the socials for information on that. Uh, and you can, you know, look there and I'm sure you'll be able to find uh, the first three episodes, which were all awesome. Really looking forward to the conclusion of this one. It's uh, my own homebrew world that I've been working on for quite some time um, and getting to share it with everybody has been amazing and uh, just going to keep on trying to do that that sort of stuff but uh, yeah other than that i produce things i create things i game things uh yeah chat me up anytime if you're interested in in any of those types of things absolutely yeah definitely thank you so very much for doing everything it's been awesome having you here my friend and uh, yes, I am Kevin, found online to the Kevran Games, and I'm also the host and the Game Master of the Game Night Heroes podcast, which is currently audio only, but now we're branching out into some streaming, so come check us out while we do more stuff. There will be some more in the future, so pay attention to that. But anyway, um, when I'm also not doing that, I am also on the Murder Hobo Inc. show, which is... Uh, show this a couple times a week it's on youtube and i also do some guest spotting on guild superior that uh, we've done some stuff before i'm currently in a game over there of mothership i play a marine with a little bit of a sordid past 
don't we all have a sordid past? Why not? It's Mothership. And, uh, yeah, it's been great to do that, too. Uh, but, yeah, you can find me online. Go to GameNightHeroes.com if you want to hang out and check out that cool stuff. But, again, this has been a blast. Thank you all so very much. And uh, thank you at home. And it's only fitting for us to say that until next time, may the moon smile upon you. Good night. Thank you one and all for listening to part six of six of Planat Eterna. This was the official North American debut of this game, which funded recently on Kickstarter and is still available with the late pledge manager and also on the website of Ali Rebelli. You can download the Quickstarter or find information about the three new rule books coming out, over 1,000 pages of content, which includes three new magical races, 15 subclasses, and over 100 magical items that will help you combat the dark. If you have enjoyed this, please take a moment to rate and review us and to possibly listen to our other adventures. There will be more Lanat the Turner to come in the future. Stay tuned for additional information on our social media and on our podcast feed. Thank you one and all for listening to the North American debut of La Notte Turner.